when it feels like the end, it really is just the beginning. Next on Table Talk. Hey, welcome back. And I am here with actually you're not you're not a special guest anymore. You're just no, a, you're just I'm a, a regular you're, guest. You're regular. Three weeks and four weeks. How many weeks in a row we've been doing this? I don't know how many is. I'm Kyle Gatlin. You are I'm Bobby Lassiter. Uh, we are the pastors at Covenant and we are still journeying through Genesis, but only briefly. Yes. Because we're getting into Exodus. Yes. Actually, and you're you're gonna be jumping into Exodus I am Sunday. Whatever Sunday it is, January twenty eighth. Yeah, you can never remember I can, dates. I get Wednesdays and Sundays messed up because that's, so that's is the only two days we ever work, right? Only yeah, two yeah. days we ever work. Yeah, because it takes two seconds to write a sermon. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, so the the what feels like the end when you're in Genesis is is really the beginning, and and what I found interesting at the end of Genesis was. That um, the dad, Jacob, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You're good. Yeah. Ja- <laughs> Jacob dies. Yeah. In which everybody dies, except, right. two, except two people. Jacob dies, but all of his sons are freaking. Well, yeah. And, and they're freaking because they thought that Jacob was the only reason right. that Joseph was holding back. Right. So, so, and Joseph has to say this again to them. He said, uh, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. He'd already said that before. Mm-hmm. I'm what, twice? I think maybe twice mm-hmm. he'd already mentioned to his brothers. Hey, when he first saw them again. Yeah. yeah. He said, that this was all, all part of the plan. Yeah, chill out. But what I found, I guess I probably, I don't know if that's ironic, uh, but it was... Something that I noticed really for the first time again. Yeah. Is that, is that a right way First to say time it? again. First yeah. time again. That's actually a hallmark um, yeah. okay. saying. I just want to say that. Oh. So. Did Dean Kane say it? Or do you no. So. Allison Sweeney. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who's the <laughs> other one? Who's the other one that's in those? Sabrina the Teenage Witch is one of them. Anyway. Well, no, so. she's Lifetime. Oh, she's Lifetime. Okay. <laughs> Get it right. Uh, Cameron Bray, Candace. She Cameron. is now Great American Family. Okay, All she's right. split with Hallmark. Okay, brought to you by. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So, if you have the internet, you can find all of these yes. at any time you want. All right. So they, th- the brothers, after Jacob died, they were scared, and they said this in, Ge- in Genesis fifty, eighteen. Oh, I was right there with you. Good job. Okay, we are your slaves. In that sort of ironic. Yeah. Because it doesn't take but just a few verses, <laughs> according to the Bible, to actually make them slaves. Yeah, it's not, but a few verses. <laughs> but let's let's talk about okay. So let's talk about timeline. Yeah, like we say a few verses, but really it's like a whole lot of years that that happens. Three hundred. Four hundred. They they guesstimate four hundred years. years. That's something mm-hmm. that is crazy that like when you skip from Genesis to Exodus and you turn the page, literally turn the page, and I think it says it in the first part of Exodus that 
it's well and maybe it doesn't that it's 400 years in between them um flourishing and, and multiplying before the new pharaoh because it's easy to read things and and be like oh the same pharaoh that gave them blessings mm. in egypt is the same pharaoh that's not now turning against them whoa 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 there's been many pharaohs since that point um so just easy to point out real quick because we can miss that and you said 400 years yeah right in 400 years, I think Exodus also tells us nobody knew who Joseph was. Nobody knew who Joseph was. Like they had completely forgotten about the blessings and all, and all that stuff. So it's it's a whole new day. So our country in the world's view of things is relatively young. Yes. Right? We were just uh, on a video call with somebody from Bangladesh. That country is only 50 years old, I think. Yeah. Uh, just I just figured that out. I didn't realize that Bangladesh was – not founded until the early 70s uh, after they broke off and got their independence from Pakistan. Um, Bangladesh, by the way, for those of you, four years ago we did a chosen thing with the World Vision. They're coming back again in June. Anyway, that's what. So It was really cool to sit there yeah. and listen to their story. So so when you think about relatively country, 50 years, I bet everybody in Bangladesh remembers some of those first people. 100%. In this, you know, yeah. Like 73, 74. Right. And we, we go back to – 1700s, 1600s. Right. We still actually talk about people. Yeah. But not very many. Not only a handful of people. Yeah. yeah. And we have, to, I mean, when you think about other people in our history, uh, I think Columbus comes up, Christopher mm-hmm. Columbus, because we have a day. Right. <laughs> we, we have a yeah. day for everything. Yeah. We have a, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so it, it, truthfully, it's pretty easy to forget. But we've been intentional as a country to talk about these things and to talk about these certain people. Um, And we have technology now that keeps it in front of our face on certain times of the year. But in Genesis time frame and Exodus time frame, you only have the, I mean, like literally, usually just the word of mouth of that. You had to tell these stories over and over again throughout the generations. And it actually talks about that that, didn't happen anymore like talking about the promises of god in in egypt in that region specifically that we'll talk about in exodus that that started to completely go away which is one of the reasons why they forgot about joseph and and i'm i wonder how quickly it went away because joseph's kids obviously should have been telling their kids right should have been saying, hey you know you know what dad did yeah you know I mean, legit, like dad's a hero, like takes him to Egypt and he becomes what second in command, right? And, and they multiply and flourish and continue to multiply and flourish. And I mean, and continue to multiply and furnish flourish because he brought them into there because of the status that he had. I mean, he was a huge part of the success of God using him um, to the amazing life that they had before this new Pharaoh came in to play. So, so the only thing I can do is try to speculate why, why they quit right. telling the story. Yeah. And spitballing, to, yeah. u- to use our producer's word a while ago, <laughs> that um, that possibly because conditions changed so drastically mm. from generation to generation right. that they went, okay, okay, Joseph believed in God, Jacob believed in God, all of our all of our all of their family Blood believe in God. What good is that doing us now? Right. So, so I would. We know. Right. We know from reading further 
they quit circumcision. Yes, we that do, was big. Yeah. yeah. So they quit that ritual of marking themselves right. as Hebrews, right. as oh, in this case, Israelites, although I don't know if they call themselves Israelites technically. Not till, just yet. Yeah. So, um, so they stopped something that God had ordained yeah. and said, Yo, y'all need to do this as my people. So we know they stopped that. And Which says a lot. Like that says that the importance of who they are, setting themselves apart as the the people of God, um, means that there's a whole lot more that has happened within their life that they have stopped doing for God. Because um, that is an important factor to understand that here's the, the big command that he made saying, you will do this. This is how I will know. If not, I'm casting you out. And so they're like, does it really matter anymore? I mean, that's a huge shift in culture and huge shift in thought. And and I'm you know obviously sort of when you look at the future story they're gonna read in the next two or three weeks, mm-hmm. they felt like that even after they left. Right. Right. They felt like, you know, we were okay where we were. It oh, wasn't gosh. great. Yeah. Wasn't great, but at least we had food in our bellies and stuff. And so did did, did you get to the point where you just you're content with your lot in life? Right. And this is this is it. Right. We're not we're not going any further. And that sort of feels sort of feels like that that went on for four hundred well probably three hundred and fifty years. Right until right. everything. And well, I mean, I think that's one of the most frustrating parts about the story of the Israelites um, and how it shows the faithfulness of our God, because you have these people who. Um, live the good flourishing life because they have been set apart. And then um, and then slowly, slowly or maybe overnight, we don't know for sure, that they end up turning away from God because they stop the major thing that he said, this is what sets you apart. And then they get suppressed and they do moan and groan being suppressed. And then they get rescued. And um, and the moment that things got hard again, <laughs> they're like, well, it was kind of better being a slave. Like, at least we knew that we had food. At least we knew we had this. Um, and then, I mean, it's all throughout their story, um, wandering the wilderness and even getting into the promised lands. Like, it is over and over and over again, second guessing um, the journey and purpose that God has given them. Um, I get frustrated with that. Although, if we look at ourselves, I think we all do that, anyways. Yeah, and you're 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 touching on, th- on something I think that I'm gonna talk about. Oh, okay, yes, let's go. <laughs> I think I'm gonna talk not today, oh, but but Sunday when you we, come uh, on yeah, yours, yeah. February whatever Sunday that is. January no February fourth. Fourth, February fourth. When yeah. I'm not here. Yeah, yeah. Yes. February fourth. I think. I think you you're re saying something. I said. I think I've already talked. About, thought about writing something down about that. Because you're not so. the procrastinator. So. <laughs> well, since we got fussed at a staff meeting for not having stuff early, so. <laughs> So Kyle and I, just for listeners, Kyle and I have different ways of of preparing, and um, he prepares a little bit. Well, and I wouldn't say more than me or before me. It's just that we live with the scriptures and things a little bit differently in ways. And and here's what's what's unusual. <laughs> when I, of course, I didn't. I for years I didn't preach all the time. I, yeah, I, not as regular as you're preaching now, but. 
when I when I had when I had kids in the house, mm-hmm. right? Um, I I did a lot what you're doing. I, yeah, I was I was Saturday and Friday doing stuff. Yeah, uh, with that and. Um, so now that I don't have kids in the house, I'm saying, actually done before the weekend. I was weekend. about to say, your focus can be a little so, bit more strategic. So, but the flip side of that is because I know how um, how much you and Clay do stuff as a family when, yeah. when the kids are not in school type thing. So I'm thinking, how how you doing this? You know, yeah. is it just like Friday when they're in school? Is that when you're putting the time in? And Thursday and Friday when they're in school. Yeah. Okay, okay, legit. Okay, okay. I was wondering because you you threw out the word Saturday of even finishing on Saturday. I went, hmm. That's if that's a bad week. If it's okay. a bad week, like Saturday, it happens. Um, like so, I mean, this week could have had that ability because. Um, as we were talking about earlier that we were a little distracted this morning because we've been on a zoom call uh, right before we got on this. Well, as we're on a zoom call, also I have a kid that's uh, the doctor (laughs) (laughs) because Addie has strep throat now. (laughs) And, um, and so, um, but they're going out of town this weekend. So it's like one thing after another. Um, But yeah, I mean, Thursday and Friday are my typical um, get really serious because I manuscript, I write everything out. Um, and then I have a process. Somebody asked me the other day, my process, I have a process of like, I write it out. Um, I read it through and then, um, I practice it and then I write it out, like hand write it out two or three times to remember it, to remember it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, there's a whole huge process of being able to, to remember it and not, um, not use my, um, uh, my notes, um, if that's good or bad, but it's just, it, it, yeah, it takes up a lot of my Thursday and Friday, sometimes Saturday, depending on the week. So before the kids get up or after they go to bed, um, on Saturday or Friday, Friday, I mean, Saturday, Saturday, um, they sleep late. So you can do, they do sleep late. So it's, yeah, it's usually in the morning and that way we can do stuff in the afternoon. I figured there's some way to get around that. Yeah, there is. So with three kids, somebody's going to be up wanting to do something and have oh, something to do. Goodness so. gracious. Yes. Ten-year-old. Thank you. <laughs> so, so anyway, I forgot where we were. Okay. So you're um, talking so. about touching on um, something that you're thinking about for your next sermon. Yeah. So we'll just change, we'll just, we'll just change gears. So go, go, we'll just start somewhere <laughs> different. And, you know, I did think of something. Uh, we were talking about the gap yeah. between Genesis the and The 400 X, gap. X. Yeah. We have that same gap between uh, Malachi and, and Matthew, basically. Yeah. I mean, you can't record all of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was just I, thinking about the, the, the big gaps, yeah. almost, almost identical in the years yeah. of type thing, between Genesis and Exodus and then Malachi and New Te- and then, uh, Matthew. I love but, that that you picked up on that. So, you know, well, I just did. It just popped in it the just head. Popped, yeah, but, I mean, you can't record everything. And I think we've said this before, that if you did, like, our our Bible would be humongous and yep. there are parts that there are books of the Bible that have been um, or books that many believe should be in the Bible that aren't in right. the Bible. Um, some of them are interesting to read, by the way. Some of, so. I actually have the, I have um, Apocrypha. Yeah, I have it yeah. because it's, it's good history. It's really great history to, to walk through and see that there's certain time frames that you're missing out on here because if you take it strictly for, um, chronological um one you'll realize that it's not in chronological order as we're reading through the bible some people have already picked up on that they have asked me um hey are we reading it chronologically 
or are we reading it straight through? And we're reading it straight through um, because you have to mix them up a little bit if you're going to read chronologically. There's some. There is one thing out there, or more than one. The U version actually has that. U-version they do, and it chrono. messes me I know, up. I, I saw. I looked at it, and I said, "I'm not going to do that." I so. have friends that are doing it, and they wanted me to follow along with them, and they're they just got done reading Job, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, I can't do that. I can't <laughs> yeah. be in Genesis and Job at the same time." Although I know timeline, it is. But I was like. Oh, Nope, nope. It just messes with my head. Yeah, like when we get into read the f- in the Kings and the Chronicles and stuff. Yeah. There's, you know, we're gonna go backwards and right. forwards. Like it's crazy over, the, over the two or th- two mo- month or so. I think this is why sometimes people have a hard time with the Old Testament too. Um, yeah. Some people were talking about that last week. That the Old Testament. Um, it's hard to read sometimes because of the chronological issues and also because um, there's just a lot of craziness that happens in it. One thing that is is not crazy is Moses. But what's crazy to me is to think, okay, so, and, and, and all those millions of people mm-hmm. that forgot about God, right? we have Moses. So yeah. something something was continued to be passed down. Moses and Moses' mom, really. Right. right. And yeah. I, I know you're going to get into this a little yeah. bit uh, Sunday, but it, it sort of just was, was hit me. Well, actually, I mean, I know it didn't hit me. It hit me, it hit me Monday. <laughs> how, how, is, how is Moses, how does he keep that connection right. with the Hebrews? Right. Because um, he was, well, technically he was raised by his mom. Technically, because right. she was his wet nurse, yeah. Yeah. So I'm assuming that she st- he stayed with her the whole time. Yeah, he, she right? would, ha- he right. would have to. Right, and then, then basically gave him up for adoption. Anyway, uh, for lack of a better way to put it. So I'm thinking she might have had a couple years where he understood. I would think so. Right, three and four years yeah. old probably where she could tell. So at least somebody was telling him stories. Right. Right, so, the, so at least a small segment – that's the only thing I can extrapolate. A small segment still knew something right. of being God's people. Right. He knew who God was. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he was, I mean, it wasn't like totally foreign to him. Right. And then he spent, what we're going to say, 15 to 18 years yeah. as the prince of Egypt. Right. Um, Which is crazy. And then, just all of a sudden, out of the blue, we get this one story right. where he... He's ticked off and takes it out on the Egyptian. And uh, so it, so. I, and then gets caught. I, yeah. <laughs> and, and then he runs. He's scared. Right. So uh, he's afraid. Everybody's afraid. You talked about that the other day. Was that um, because you skipped over on um, Joseph and his reassuring his brothers? He, he tells them, do not be afraid. Yeah. I am in the place of God. Am I in the place of God? And then um, Moses is afraid and and tells God this the same basically the same thing. I don't think he says says he doesn't say do not be afraid, but then right. God continues to tell him, "Don't worry. I am who I am." Like and then and I'll give you exactly what to do to tell the Israelites so that you do have authority in all of this. Everyone is afraid, but I mean, isn't that true though? Like when you're called to this life that God calls all of us to you, I mean, it's a scary portion of life. 
like to be set apart and to go against culture. And, um, and Moses, like, I mean, he has to go against everything he was raised in and the man that is actively trying to kill people, um, that, that God wants to be a part of the story. Um, and his whole life came about Moses whole life came about because his mom wanted to save him from, from Pharaoh. And now he is, he's in front of Pharaoh <laughs> and saying, Hey, by the way, <laughs> well, well, we, we had, like I said, we're saying 15 to 18 yeah. years as a prince, then drastic lifestyle change. Drastic. Then 40 years. Yeah. You, you imagine doing something for 40 years. Mm-mm. And then going, oh, by the way, you're doing something else now. Right. Most people, after 40 years of doing the same, doing whatever, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Okay. My life, I've, I've had a good life. Right. I'm gonna, gonna retire, let my kids take over. Right. Right. Whatever. Uh, no, Moses basically had a whole nother. Yeah. Well, 40 more years, right? Yeah. Yeah. He still had 40 more years to go. Yeah. And and yeah, because he died after forty, about around forty years when he got to Canaan, right? He did, and yeah. he still didn't get to. Yeah, God love him. He got to see it. He got to see it. He did get to see it, and I've stood on that mountain where yeah. he got to see it. But yeah. I couldn't imagine going through all the story that he goes through and in the journey he goes through, and then it's right there within touching distance, and you are n- because of this stupid decision you made um, after a lifetime of pretty much faithfulness that were like, oh. by the way, <laughs> you broke my covenant <laughs> and you're not going to be able to go in there. Um, it just reminds us who God is. Cause I think we take for granted. Yes. He is a graceful and merciful God. Um, but he still calls us to a life that is different than the world around us. And there are consequences to our actions. Oh, uh, I was going to bring this up, but I'm not going to bring it up. But except, you're bringing it except up. Briefly. <laughs> briefly. So, um, I I I'm just making this comment because I'm gonna move on to Moses and Aaron because I I want to briefly talk about them nice. for a little bit, um, and make some jokes. Oh goodness! So all right, so so when we look at Jacob's son, yeah, all right, um, Joseph. Well. Joseph was like last. Well, you can't say you said Jacob's son. Oh, sons! I'm, I'm okay, sorry. I'm I, like I there, put a plural. <laughs> there are should twelve have, sons. I should have put a plural on it. <laughs> so Jacob's firstborn. Okay, get this. Yeah. All right. So so we go back to Jacob. He's the secondborn, mm-hmm. but he ends up being the you know the the new Abraham basically. Right. Yeah, you're all your descendants, your descendants, yada yada yada. Yep. Well, Reuben's his firstborn. Reuben don't get anything but a sandwich, right? right? And then we get to Joseph, who saved the people, saved his nation. He doesn't, I mean, he gets a lot of notoriety, yeah, right? And he gets... He's number 11, right? Yeah, he's number 11. So number four, number four gets it. Read the lesson this. Judah, your brothers will praise Mm. you. Your hand will be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons will bow down to you, and you are a lion's cub, Judah. Um, the scepter will not depart from Judah. Where did Jesus' genealogy come from? Mm-hmm. came from Judah. Judah. Yeah. And it just, it's sort of, I'm going like, okay, God, you really have pretty good sense of humor because, first of all, Jacob was duped right. into even meeting and having a relationship with Judah's mama. Right. 
so that was the first, at least that was the first wife. But right. It wasn't the love of his life. Right. So so Judah didn't come out of love. Judah really came out of uh, Leah's attempt to win deception. Yeah, yeah uh, to, to win winning yeah. back. Right, and didn't happen anyway. But God chose Judah. Yeah, and 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 when we as we read through the rest of the Old Testament, mm-hmm. that's the tribe that survives. Well, you know, there's an so. overarching theme, and Bible Project, um, if you've never heard of it, it's fantastic, and it helps um, it helps normal, everyday person, including myself, um, to better understand really key things and, and key things that are happening in the Bible. They go through the process that um, God continues to rock the boat with the culture of the firstborn as the one that is meant to have all the blessings and all the things, right? Because in that culture is that the firstborn, uh, and specifically the male firstborn, um, is the one that will carry on with the land and um, and the cattle and and everything and the money and all that. And it's placed upon their shoulders. But throughout the entire story is that God will wreck that and he will pick out um, the ones that are not the firstborn that he looks at. And and it says that when he picks David, that he looks at the heart rather than the status. Um, And I love that. And I love that you see that even in Genesis that he's like, okay, I get that. Your culture says firstborn, but I'm not looking at that um, that social status and that culture status. I'm looking at who that person is within themselves, um, and if they are going to stay faithful to me. Um, and definitely, it started with Abraham's second <clears throat> second son, right? So I mean, so it's just it it's fantastic to um, to be reminded of that, you know, um, that cultural norms are not God's. So yep. I love that you picked that up. So um, you ever you ever see the movie The Ten Commandments, Charlton Heston? I've never actually watched it. I've seen clips of it, but I can't. Yeah, it used no. to come on every Easter. It used to be before yes. before internet and uh, cable and everything. You right. had three stations plus PBS, right? So Easter, they always show Ten Commandments, and I'm going like. I always wondered, why are you showing Ten Commandments at Easter? But anyway, it makes sense. It's part but of the story. It's just part of the story, right? It's all interconnected. <laughs> and so I, I I, can't remember the last time I saw it. Right. Right. I just remember Charlton. Have you actually watched the whole thing? It's been a long time. Since have you I watched, watched the whole thing? I, have, I can't remember. Ah, it's, it's been okay. that long. I mean, okay. I did when I was a kid and all that stuff. But what I remember um, is, I think it was Yule Brenner. Mm-hmm. Moses, 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 mm-hmm. and then Charlton Heston. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, uh, let my people go. Uh, I don't remember Aaron. Yeah, but he actually is. Is he in the movie? I don't remember. I don't remember. But when every time the, the through the plagues, right? Aaron's literally there. Yeah, like it was Aaron's staff that was thrown down to Moses to, was afraid. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it. And for a while, it, it took, I don't know, I don't know if through the seventh or eighth plague, I forgot what it was. It was always Moses, Aaron, Moses, Aaron, Moses, mm-hmm. Aaron type thing. And Aaron, throw down your staff. Aaron, do this. So so what, when I started, you know, spitballing a few things, well, I said, wait a second, Aaron came from the tribe of Levi, Levi mm-hmm. right? And so just in my 
my mind, again, just reading this and uh, thinking about this morning uh, as my dog was looking at me, wondering, <laughs> why aren't you giving me food right now? But um, Random. Yeah. Uh, I was going like, is, is this sort of a precursor way of letting people know that there there is a very important part of the priesthood of being leaders. Oh, the Levite, yeah. Right, because the Levites end up being the priest of right. the nation, and that was passed on, passed on, passed yeah. on for a year, from centuries upon centuries. I don't know when it stopped. We'll get there eventually. Eventually, Probably yeah. by September we'll know. Uh, so, so I just just sort of, sort of spitball on that. Just Aaron was there. He doesn't get a lot of press. Everybody always says Moses is Moses, but he right. he was literally beside him the whole time. Yeah. So, um, but Moses is classified as a leader, but Aaron actually had some responsibilities. He's, he's just sort of almost a silent partner. But could you say he was also maybe like a representative of God beside him, almost like a like the spirit coming alongside you type. I, yeah. I don't know. So Could it was be. it was just I was just thinking since the since he came from the tribe of Levi and the Bible specifically make sure you know that. Yeah. The story is there for I think that. it's also I look at it as that um and I'm sure theologians have deciphered all this and maybe we're on point and maybe we're not on point. Um but I think that to me it also represents that God's promises can still um, continue on through another person, even when you're wavering. Like, because the whole like reason why Aaron, well, one of the reasons why Aaron got brought in is because Moses was like, I'm not a good speaker. I can't do this. Um, you can't use me. I'm not the right person. I have this issue, this issue, this issue. And so he's like, okay, well, let's bring on your brother Aaron. Um, and, and I'll put him next to you and have him speak through you. He's a good speaker. Um, and we can work in tandem with that. And, and so I think it's important to, to remember that one is that we're not called to this life alone, even when we are called to something big and to be used big by God, um, that we don't have to do it alone, that he's got somewhere, someone there that can, can help us and be teammates. Um, and, and two is that, even in those moments where we falter, he's got a backup plan. Like our decisions matter and our faithfulness matters um, because that's really what he wants and wants to be able to, to work through us and work with us. But he will still find a way and make a way for it to happen. Like he wasn't like, okay, Moses can't do it. Darn it. It's not going to happen. Moses isn't confident mm -hmm. enough. Moses doesn't have, um, the right speech um, abilities. And so um, I have no one that can go in front of um, Pharaoh or I have no one that can throw down their staff and, and make these miracles because they are miracles. They're not fun miracles, but they are miracles happen. Um, he says, no, okay, that's fine. We'll work with that. Let me bring someone on with you and you can do it together. Um, I think that's important to note. And I think Aaron helps us see that. And, and as, as, Everybody, if you as you finish up reading through through Exodus again, you're gonna see this over and over again. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, mm -hmm. and then he said, then he said to Aaron, uh, or told Moses, tell Aaron to do right. this. Take your staff and like one of the first ones, throw it on your staff. It'll be a snake. Mm -hmm. Well, Pharaoh's 
magicians did the same thing. Right. Then then Aaron's staff ate them up. Right. So, which and Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh. Pharaoh. Yeah. It wasn't just Moses Mm -hmm. that went to Pharaoh. It was Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh. And we forget that a lot, a whole lot. So the the plague of blood. Yep. Same same thing. Staff. Mm -hmm. Staff hits the water. And then Pharaoh's staff did the same thing. Right. His people. Right. There's a staff stick and then there's a staff of people. Pharaoh, Pharaoh had both. Anyway. Well, and then you got the plague of frogs and the plague of frogs, he says, tell Aaron. Yeah. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron to stretch out your hand. So Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt. Yeah. So. Okay. So with your staff, he had a staff in his hand. He he said, stretch out. All right. So here, this is the funniest story. Oh, my Lanta. The frog story is the funniest. The frog story makes me. uh, Did you ever see that movie? Which one? The frogs. The frogs. I have not seen that movie, The Frogs. You've never, have you ever heard of The Frogs? No. The Frogs, mo- the old horror movie. Oh, no, no. That no, was no. filmed is, in Is Svengali put it on, on MT, MeTV on Saturday night? Maybe Svengali's going to show it one day. I'll see oh, that. The, the so. frogs take over the whole plantation and kill the people. Never heard, never seen That's that. all I can think of when I think of the plague of frogs. It makes me, ugh. All right, so, so we're, sti- we're still in the, the plagues where the Pharaoh's magicians do the same thing. Right. But apparently Pharaoh's magicians can't get rid of them. No. They can, they can call them up and they can make them. And then Mo- Pharaoh says to, uh, to M.A., Moses and Aaron, mm-hmm. said, hey, um, Got it. I mean, once you get rid of those, and Moses and Aaron said, "Okay, yeah, well, we can get God can get rid of those. You name the day." Mm-hmm. Pharaoh chooses to sleep with the frogs. <gasps> he he chooses yeah, mm-hmm. tomorrow. No, that this is literally the funniest story because I'm going like, why would you? Why would you go? Yeah, I think I'll sleep with frogs tonight. I mean, yeah, they're I don't, I'm fine with them. Hopping all, all over my bed, getting up, you know. Ugh. And he, also the noise. He chose to sleep with the frogs. Mm-hmm. Right. Just because he's stubborn. I, I mean, in all honesty, yeah. I think that's. So anyway, so. But any, here's, you know. was it worse to have the frogs alive and kicking? <laughs> Maybe he knew what the next step Or was. <laughs> the fact like, here's, because here's what my brain goes to when um, Exodus 8, 12, uh, or 13, and the Lord did what Moses asked. The frogs died I, in the yes, houses, yes. in the courtyards, in the fields. They piled into heaps, and the land reeked of them. Mm. But when mm. Pharaoh saw it, there was a relief. To me, that's not relief. <laughs> like, I need them to disappear. I don't need them to now be even more disgusting than what they were. Like, it's just... Yeah. Ugh. yeah. All right. And so here's... We come to the part of the story that... Things change a little bit, and here's where I got a beef. Only one. This is this is okay. this is my beef. We get to the part where God and His people and Moses and Aaron they produce gnats. <gasps> See, they're all all of it's bad. But the yeah. Pharaoh, his people can't. Right. So, so here's the deal. God gets all the blame for the gnats. God gets all the blame. And I'll go back to my question I asked a couple weeks ago. Why? Why, God, we why still, gnats? why gnats? 
Why gnats? Why still gnats after this? <laughs> yes, yes, because yeah, all, yeah. well, okay, but you so, could say the same thing, okay? So, so if you think frogs are are really bad right. enough to use as a plague, why do we still mm-hmm. have them? And then if you think gnats and flies mm-hmm. are just as bad, why do we still have them? So although the frogs eat those things, right? Well, there's no frogs anymore, so the frogs can't eat the gnats. So. Yeah, so <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's bad. like, but when you reread these plagues, like, I mean, as a little kid in um, in vacation Bible school or Sunday school, like you, you learn about the 10 plagues and um, you, you know, you go through the process of it. But man, as I was listening to the Bible talk about like these plagues and the gnats and the flies, oh my goodness, like, you go insane when you just have like one gnat or or one yeah, fly in your house, but to have them everywhere and not a space without them, someone could go literally insane. And I would think that they did. Yeah, I would think. Yeah. Uh, so um, we get to the plague. I'm I'm hopping around here because I thought it was interesting of uh, this verse. Um, the 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 hail came down. Yeah, the hail came down. That 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 the hail was what Moses raised his hand. Um, and then the then the hail came down. So that's one place where God said to Moses, "Stretch out your hand toward the sky." Um, so Aaron was not mentioned there. Um, but then Pharaoh so, summoned Moses and Aaron. Yeah. So listen, listen to this. Here's what I thought was interesting. Uh, verse thirty four, chapter nine. When Pharaoh saw that the rain and hail and thunder had stopped, he sinned again. Right. He sinned again. Like, okay, so. but if you went up to verse 27, yeah, just a few verses before that, and he summoned Moses and Aaron, he says, this time, mm-hmm. not all the other mm-hmm. times, but this time I have sinned. The Lord is in the right and I and my people are in the wrong. Pray to the Lord for we've had enough. And then the mo is this just not who we are as human beings? And you would think that we have learned over the years, over the centuries, over the the thousands of years, and that we would have taken a page out of Pharaoh's book and said, do not go back <laughs> to that bad way of life two seconds after God has brought redemption into you and, and has saved you. Like, he saved them from the hail and thunder, and then the moment that things get better, Pharaoh's like, let's go back to the way that I used to be. Like, I mean, with split second, it's just insanity, and we do it. There, and then there's uh, there's a scene in a movie I cannot remember what it is, but the the gist is somebody's in dire straits, right? And then they're pleading to God, pleading to yes. God that you know if you'll save me, I'll do this, this. And I'll go to this. church every single Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and then once they once they're saved or, or whatever, they go, okay, God, I really didn't mean that. Yeah. I mean, every Sunday, that's a big commitment, Lord. Yeah. Now, did did I say I would give you everything? No. No, no, I meant like every, like every 5,000 pieces. So, so I thought it was interesting that, that Pharaoh even used those words. Yeah. But 
and I'm wondering, if, and I don't know how long this process started between plague number one and all that stuff. I'm does not it sure. give a timeline? I'm not sure. The time, I don't. I've I'm, never paid attention. I'm not to sure. It. If it does, timeline. I'm sorry, but I've never. Paid so attention. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm just wondering. Did, is Pharaoh's experience? Are you going to ask AI? I'm, I'm, oh, I don't need to ask AI. I'm just going to ask <laughs> so, Google. Okay. Uh, I'm. I'm sort of wondering. Did. Um, did Pharaoh sort of move into thinking up? Around these lines, because of his, his encounter with Moses and Aaron, because I can I cannot imagine a Pharaoh, all powerful, all knowing, literally would be called a god, ever saying that he sinned. Yeah, right. Because he, yeah. he, he in in Egyptian culture, he was God. Right. Right. Um. So so he's he's even moved a little bit based on an encounter with Moses and Aaron. In my opinion, right. It's not. I can't. I can't prove that, but I'm just sort of extrapolating from the Egyptian culture that I... 40 days is what it said. It took 40 days for all this? We should... We know this. There's a reason 40 is number... number we know number, this. Right. Okay. It's been a long morning. Okay. We knew this. Okay. But yeah, it is big for a... Someone that... It's like... It would be like... Um, if you fast forward to the New Testament, it'd be like Nero saying, um, I've sinned against you, God. Um, because Nero is God, right? The Roman Empire is God. Same thing goes with the pharaohs. So the pharaohs, they pray to the gods, but they are God of their region, and you don't go against them, and they are never in the wrong, ever. I mean, talk about, like, talk about, quote-unquote, a narcissist, right? I mean, like, that is the embodiment of, of one. And so, I mean, it's just to note that God got him to a point to say, I have sinned against you. I can't do anything. I, this is out of my realm. I need your help. That's huge. Um, but then it goes to, I think it's also important to note that like how real it might have, that it really wasn't because of the fact that um, two seconds later, he was like, yeah. well, you know, I I just I'm just thinking, it doesn't. We all can have some kind of impact, right? And um, just just by rep, as we represent God, as we as and and as we were talking to these people over in Bangladesh, when point three percent or point oh three percent are Christians, mm-hmm. you know, type thing in in a country that it, it has to start that the influence and the witness has to start somewhere has yeah, to start with someone, yeah. Yeah, so the Israelites had it, right? Lost it, right? And and now, now that's being reintroduced, and uh, of course, everything Pharaoh learned didn't matter. No, because I mean, he, he fa- gone. Well, and, but also, <laughs> so. it's just it goes. You know, I mean, he has that moment, and then yeah. you fast forward to um, the plague of the firstborn, and again, he comes to this this yeah. point of like. Okay, I see my ways. It's got to stop. You're, you're, you know, I need your help. Um, and then he and he lets his people go, and then all of a sudden changes his mind again. Wait, yep. I still need control. Yep. Yeah. All right, one brief sentence. One brief sentence. Goodness. For January twenty eighth, the message. One sentence. What you talking about? Mm. Hold on. I actually, because now, because I wrote it, I wrote it down of the brief sentence is that how are you being faithful to God 
in the details of everyday life. All right. So read in Exodus. That's all you got to read. You don't have to, you can, mm-hmm. If you don't read Genesis, that's fine. But this is going to be based on early parts of Exodus. Very early parts. So um, read first three or four chapters. Should be a, should be sufficient to be prepped for that, right? Yes. Isn't that right? Yes. Okay. Second sentence could be. I only ask you to do one. Uh, okay. They, the guys show up for the second. They guys show up. For yeah, the show second. up or, or go online or catch the uh, rebroadcast on the podcast. We drop. When do we drop that podcast? I know that this is dropped Mondays? on Thursday. When do we drop the message podcast? Sunday afternoon. We Monday. I think Monday afternoon. Monday. Monday. We drop the podcast message. All right. So. So anyway, January 29th, you can listen to the podcast of the message from January 28th, or you can show up, or you can go online, come to dothan.org, um, and, and catch it. Well, thanks again. Uh, you will not be here next week. I will not be here next so, week. So we'll we'll miss you. Yes. But we'll talk about you. How about that? You talk about so, me. I'll be it. having fun in the sun with my mom. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sorry to say you having to go suffer in Jamaica. I am so sorry about that. So somebody's got to go. The plot in life and Some, yeah. mama asked and I said, let's go. Yeah. Okay. So you yeah. had Disney a few weeks ago. You got mm-hmm. Jamaica. What's mm-hmm. after the Jamaica? What's your next big trip? Oh, your next I big haven't trip? let you know. Although, I mean, we've already talked about that. I'm going to take some time off in the summer because that's what we typically do. Um, we've actually made the decision um, as long as mom is healthy enough, um, Clay and I are going to go by ourselves on vacation. Um, and he has always wanted to go to England. Um, and we are going to go on a Wesley Heritage Tour with educational opportunities um, to go and to gallivant around England and to learn more about um, Charles and John Wesley and to go to their hometown. Um, we get to go to Oxford where they went to school. Um, we'll go to... Uh, this is really not a vacation, by the way. It's not a vacation. <laughs> okay. It is. It's... Um, okay. It's... You know, I mean, it's England, so that's fantastic. Yeah. But it is a it's a spiritual um, kind of refreshing, and also, um, you know, be able to learn more about our heritage and um, learn more about where all of this that we have stepped into being Methodist pastors, um, where it came from, and how it affects us. It's kind of going through the theme of like going back and reliving our stories, like. If we decided to step into to Methodism and to continue on in Methodism in a new way, right? Right. And so learning, okay, why did we pick this? And why does it resonate with us so much? Um, and so I think it's going to be um, – I'm excited because I love England and I miss, I miss England. Um, I got to go several years ago with my mom. Um, but it's to really – um, just learn more about their story. Because if you know the Wesley Brothers story, you know that, um, especially John, it took him a little bit longer to catch on to what we believe now and to catch on to um, all parts of God, the triune God. Um, and so to get to like kind of get to know that a little bit more will be super fantastic. Good. I am so glad you're on staff because you like going on these trips to Israel and to, to Greece. and Greece is going to happen. I'm waiting okay. on prices right. for them. And you're going to England. You're doing all these yeah. spiritual stuff, which is great because if I'm going to England, I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to do Band of Brothers tour. I'm going to do the that war. would be fun, I'm going to do the World War II stuff. That's 
that's what I was going. If I'm going to England, we do have a so, free day, and so. so I'm wondering if I can talk Clay into going to, which I probably can. Going Normandy? to, uh, no, Harry Potter. Oh, <laughs> the Harry Potter studio, <laughs> okay. right. or Downtown okay. Abbey. Okay, um, that's all within a, a, a cab ride. You gotta walk. You gotta walk across the street that the Beatles walked across. By the way, oh yes, <laughs> that's true. Actually, I didn't that. get. I didn't do that last time. Okay. Um, yeah. so it'll be. Fun. That's sort of like going to Winslow, Arizona, and standing on the corner. So, but anyway, that's what. What is the corner? Is that when you're in five states? That no, it's the Eagles yeah. song. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I do know the Eagles, and so, I listened to them when I was younger. Okay, there's a corner in Winslow, Arizona. But anyway, yeah. anyway, and somebody sent me a picture of them. One of my one of my fraternity brothers actually went there. Nice. And so. And we actually got a guy in our church that his name is Scott. He's been to the corner in Winslow, Arizona. So nice. anyway, nice. So you are going to San Antonio, right? I am going to San Antonio in okay. March. Yeah. So you talked about that we were in a Zoom right before we got here this morning and um, World Vision and the Chosen Project that we've done with them. Um, they have their annual conference and they've invited me. It's a to pastor's come. conference, actually. Yeah, it's a pastor's conference, yeah. and they invite the pastors who um, who partner with them to come and to to get to know them a little bit more um, and to be connected in that way. And so um, I'll go to San Antonio. It really is. A, it really is a good conference. I'm I excited about it. I went to one in San Diego it. in nineteen. So, yeah. So it'll be fun. I've never been to San Antonio either, I, and I was ticked off. Why? I, I could not go that week. Oh, yeah. That was a week I could not I go. I know. It's the only reason I'm going <laughs> so, is because so, you can't go. <laughs> so so we got, I got like three things going on that week. That, that You're a busy happen. man. So, well, like when you accept a wedding and you mm-hmm. have a, another conference you want to go to and yeah. then somebody I want to come share with our church yeah. is coming. So, so That's why there's two of it. us. That's right. There you go. So, thank you. Thank you for that. So. Oh, by the way, Sunday you're preaching. That's it. That's what I'm end with. So, okay, so, if you know Kyle, so, you know there is like ten thousand rabbit trails that happen. And so, actually, the other day I said, I just would like a glimpse into your brain to see how all of this interconnects to you. Um, but it's only in the morning. By, by, yeah, by, after, by the afternoon, I'm done. Right, I'm right. done. So I'm done. So thank you all for listening. And uh, for whatever happened these last seven or eight minutes, we, <laughs> we, we, we appreciate you hanging with us. Thanks all for right. hanging. See ya.